baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, welcome back. It is the uh, final Mark Reardon show of 2022, ladies and gentlemen. As we take you into the weekend, uh, we will not be here on Monday. The whole crew will be back together, Sue, on Tuesday. Fred's been off this week. Which is weird to me. Let me I just don't tell like you, it. Fred Bottenheimer, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Kenny doesn't like it either. Abby's been gone. Michael Langston filling in this afternoon, doing a great doing job. Doing a great job as usual. We appreciate that. He's going to chime in on Sue's news. I thought we'd get. Um, we're actually going to do something rare for this week. We might have an entire hour that's live. Wow! <laughs> because we, Paul Hall has agreed to talk some movies. Kusumano's going to come up. We have Sue's news, but we want to get back into what happened at the uh, the start of the show, which we aired the news conference from Idaho. Police in Pennsylvania early this morning arrested a 28 year old man, Brian C. Kohlberger, in Chestnut Hill Township in the Pocono Mountains region. He was scheduled to appear at an extradition hearing on Tuesday. And um, police in Moscow, Idaho, scheduled a news conference for today, and that's what I'm going to play a little bit of the uh, the news from that. So they arrested this guy. He's listed as a Ph.D. student at Washington State, which is less, as you indicated in the last hour, I had no idea. It's less than 10 miles from the site of the murders. The four students who were killed November 13th stabbed to death a brutal, brutal murder. Now, one thing that everyone wants to know, why this happened, what's the motive, all these things, right? Yeah. Did this guy know anybody? Here's the difficulty. because, And they made this clear several times. Because of the way that the law works in Idaho, until— this dude is back in Idaho for a court appearance. The affidavit is sealed. The uh, factual basis for the charges are summarized in what's called a probable cause affidavit that is on file with the court. According to the rules of the Idaho Supreme Court, that is sealed until Mr. Kohlberger is physically back in Latah County and has been served with the Idaho arrest warrant. At that time, we expect that that affidavit will be available to you so you can share the true facts with all of your readers and your watchers and your listeners uh, and all the people who are interested and really need to know what's going on. So please have patience with us on that. Uh, we hope to get that to you as soon as we can. Okay, so two things are going to happen here. Either we're going to have to wait until next Tuesday, and then they're going to have a formal process, or it's going to leak this weekend, and we're going to find out what's in this thing. By the way, if you leak a Supreme Court decision and we don't know who leaked that, how hard is it to get a hold of this thing in the next yeah, 24 hours? It'll right? be interesting to see. So the focus, of course, and you know, we talked about this a little bit this week, they've been focusing on this uh, white Hyundai which yeah. had been near the student's house. And I, I had seen a report earlier this week that said, well, there were 70 students that had, you know, cars or 70 people they thought might have had cars like that. But this guy wasn't even a student at Idaho, so maybe that was confusing as well. But here's what they said about the white Hyundai. Finally, I do want to thank our media partners for the help. You kept this in the uh, news. You helped us with tips. You kept things going. And we truly appreciate that. And you are the product of those 19,000 tips that we received, which is an impressive number. Yeah, and they don't want it to stop right now. They're asking for, for help because 
one of the questions, and we didn't learn a lot at the Q&A, Sue, because they couldn't say much, but they, they want to know as much about this guy as possible. Exactly. Now that they're able to say who the suspect is, they then want people to say, oh, I saw him here that night. Oh, this is where I saw him that night. And hopefully that will pan out. I, I would hope so. But you... You know, the other thing is this gives it hopefully gives some relief to the families that have to have been oh, tortured gosh, for the last so. couple of months. Anyway, that's the update on that. We'll uh, keep you posted if anything else develops this afternoon. And I'm guessing that that will be featured in uh, our audio cut of the day a little later this afternoon. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now Sue's News brought to you by Sue. Mark, how did the uh, racquetball go? This Wasn't this morning when you played with Chris Kerber? I played with Chris Kerber at the MAC West today. And just a, a little recap as I offer my excuses. Had not <laughs> picked up the old racquetball racket in about 20 years until uh-huh. two weeks ago today. It was two weeks ago today I played with the first time with Mark McClanahan, who invited me out, who's a much better player than me. And he assessed me. They do a little league at the MAC. They have an A group, which are the really good guys, yeah. the B group, and then the C group. Kerber's in the B group. So Mark said, I think you can play in the B group. So, of course, I talked trash and yesterday said I was going to kick his ass. Uh The opposite happened. Uh He beat me soundly. However. I'm not surprised, Chris Kerber. I just want to tell you that. Well, I was realistic going in. However, I was competitive. I think he would agree. Oh, that's good. And on the third game of the match, uh, which wasn't even necessary because he took me down the first two, (laughs) but we did have a third game, I was close. I think he beat me 15-13, and I will be honest, the reason is because I wore him out. He's in a little less. I'm Uh. in terrible physical condition. He's maybe just in a little (laughs) less... Physical condition. I don't want. I think Chris would admit. It's but, amazing that you've managed to say that on top of uh, it. Yes. But you know, I honestly got to, and I was so sore a couple of weeks ago. And I know people play, and I love pickleball. And I started playing that. Good. This for me is a better workout, and it, I was so tired. I told Chris yeah. on the way in. I texted him. I said, I am candidly much more exhausted than I should be. But it's great to play. Yeah, it's sad that good. the game. You know, I've said this a couple of weeks ago. Sad that the game kind of has gone away, and they have two courts at the MAC, so I'm having fun with it. But yes, good. I lost. Is that right. what you wanted to no, hear? No, I just wanted to know what happened. I, I think he might have gone a little easy on me too. But well, you know, I, I thank him for that. Maybe he didn't serve quite. Uh, here's here's this is what I do. I'm just going to tell you. I and he said this has happened to him before. I'm. Essentially, my strategy is just to hit the ball, right? I'm not trying to do kill shots. I'm just trying to make contact with the ball. It took me the entire first game. This is how dumb I am. Anyone who listens to me on a regular basis will not be surprised. Oh, wait a second. He's a lefty. If I serve to him in this corner, it's going to be harder for him. So I gave away a lot of points just giving him easy serves at first, too, because I didn't realize he was a lefty. As a person who has the same strategy as you, which is just get the ball returned, I understand this. yes. And here's another prediction. By February 1st, I'll be on the IR with some sort of muscle tear. (laughs) Long-term injury. Yeah, remember that. that, uh, That'll happen. That's going to happen in 2023. We are not thinking, that's not what we say at the beginning of the year. On this day in history, in 1933, I just throw this in because it just seems so horrifying. The actual temperature in Bloomfield, Vermont, was a state record. It was... 50 below zero as an actual temperature, not a wind chill, not a feels like, but 50 below. And it was on this date in 1933. Isn't that disgusting to think about? And this has music, Mark, because in 1950, Mark, in 1950. I heard you. All right. I wasn't sure you're playing with the iPad. You hadn't started your little mantra here. All right. This 
Record single was released by the Dominoes. I love it. I hadn't heard it till today. If I know this song. I love it. Sixty minute men. Sixty minute men. I like it. I love it. Very good. Isn't it? Yeah. Why, why, why is this significant? Uh, just because I discovered it today. Oh, okay. oh, no, no. Because it was released by the Dominoes today, and then it became, in 1951, the Billboard Song of the Year. And how, I can how see why. Never, and I, why have not many bands covered 60 Minutes Man? Why is it not the theme for 60 Minutes? Yeah. Oh, I well, know why. Wait you know why. Say man. Okay. <laughs> yes, can't, uh, can't have that, that's yeah. for sure. No, if you listen to the lyrics, you, you will understand the point. Then yeah. your heart, please don't stop. I like it. It's got but a good vibe it's to awesome. it. It's awesome. I like it. All right, there's my new yeah, favorite song. Yeah, I'm go. telling you, it's in Spotify. I added it today. <clears throat> and in 1953, the first color television sets went on sale. Now, the RCA TV set had a 15-inch screen. How much did it cost? Can you guess, Mark Reardon? First screen, you know, huge actual television. Uh, $10,000. tiny screen. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to cover up the screen <laughs> right there. I, I will guess somewhere, with counting for inflation and all that, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. What was it in 1953? Not yeah, what is it? About $1,500. I've, I've gone way too high, obviously. You have. Yeah. About 1500 bucks or so. That's close. $1,100. Now, in today's money, Mark would be closer because that would be $11,000. $11,000 in today's money to buy the first color TV sets. It's just kind of crazy to me. And this has music. This was 1968 on Ma- this date in history. Michael, you ever seen a black and white TV, by the way? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, I have. have. No, yeah. it's really? Fun. Yeah. All right, 1968. Okay. Frank Sinatra first records this song. He did it and his way. Oh, yeah. The end is near. And so I face. The final curtain. Another one that hasn't been covered right? multiple times over the years, really. <laughs> well, you kind of got. It's a Frank signature yeah, song, right? Did you know that the lyrics were written by Paul Anka? I actually think I did know that. I did it not. Or not. At some I did point, not. yeah. It's based on a French song that I can't pronounce. And if Abby were here, I'd have her say it. To have a two. And every highway. And more, much more than this, I did it my way. There you go. 1968. It's kind of crazy. Uh, things appear to be stabilizing, by the way, at Southwest Airlines. It only canceled 39 flights today, and it did that in advance yesterday. AP is estimating that more than one million travelers have had a flight canceled by Southwest in the last week. One million. Over 13,000 flights have been canceled since December 22nd, and the DOT is investigating. Now, I read something this morning that said that this was a combination of bad weather and the airline's antiquated scheduling system, but also something else. It was Business Insider said that while most airlines operate on a hub-and-spoke network with planes flying in and out of, like, a central location, Southwest does a point-to-point system. 
So they don't come back. They just keep going from one to the other. And apparently that played a role in it, too. So we'll have to see how this all shakes yeah, that out. Ma- that makes sense. It does kind of, doesn't well, it? Well, a lot of times with other airlines, you have pilots and they only really fly one route. Um, exactly. So like uh, my, I had a teacher in high school. Her husband was a pilot and he would just fly St. Louis to Denver. That's it. That's a, that's all that he would do was just St. Louis to Denver and back. Yeah. But Southwest, you have guys that will fly St. Louis to Orlando and then Orlando to D.C. And then maybe you'll go D.C. to Dallas or exactly. something. Exactly. And they said when there's bad weather, if you're in a major hub, then they can just shut that down. Southwest people were stranded yeah. all over the place. So we'll see. Uh, by the way, a guy on Twitter today has tweeted some nominees for the 2022 headline of the year. Uh, some of these actually made me laugh out loud. Okay, okay here we go. A few of my favorites include, quote, this is the headline, top scientists admit space telescope image was actually a slice of chorizo. Or the <laughs> what? next one. Remember that story? I, I don't know if yes, I do. Yes, you totally do. Oh, okay. yeah, it was a slice of chorizo. They did a close-up shot and said, is this from the new telescope or That no? food must have been out of this world. <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> the city of Ottawa wants to hear your garbage opinions. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a great yeah. one. <laughs> Seal breaks into New Zealand home, traumatizes cat, and hangs out on the couch. And finally, now I am an Oxford comma lover, and there's a really great one you have to, but you have to read it to see the, the Oxford commas in it. Uh, there's another one that said, that one, the one about the Oxford comma and the one that says, man who paid $2.9 million for NFT of Jack Dorsey's first tweet set to lose almost $2.9 million <laughs> have yeah. made it to the finals. <laughs> so if you go on Twitter, you can uh, find that and perhaps vote for which one you like the best. And, well, I am going to do this story. From the You Cannot Make This Up file, Bill Cosby says he's planning a comedy tour in 2023. I I say to you, what? No. No. You have got to watch Camus Bell's documentary from this year called We Need to Talk About Cosby. It's it's interesting. It's disturbing. Uh, The sheer number of women, the consistency of their stories, it's... It's unbelievable. But it talks about how difficult it is for everybody. Well, it's it, it, sometimes it focuses on black people, how they have to come to grips with the Cosby thing. But really, everybody did because he was a, a beloved figure. And he's 85, and he did some interview that said, yeah, I might consider going out. I, are you kidding? And finally, in Sue's News, we have today's random fact, which is actually a question for you, too. There is only one letter that does not appear in any American state name. What is it? Michael. Uh, They're all in there. We've got X's. We've got Z's in Arizona. There's one that's not in there. One letter. We've got an X in Texas, if you're wondering. We do. What is the one I'd like to buy a vowel. It's it's not Q, (laughs) is it? It is. Yeah, that's... That seems like the one it would be, but yeah. good, good guess, Michael. It's Q. And that's it for Sue's News. Thank you very much. That mm-hmm. was good. We learned something every day here on 97.1 FM Talk, Sue's News. Paul Hall's got entertainment stuff to take you into the weekend. Things to binge, watch, see in the theaters. Michael saw the Whitney Houston movie last night, so we can talk about that just a little bit as well. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did well if you're not a football fan you might want to binge a show or or something else this weekend there's a lot of football on college football championship games tomorrow nfl on sunday the blues are in action after a win last night what, when does the Australian Open start? Ooh, that's so that's coming up. Cut. I don't I know if it's this in. weekend, but it's going to start. But Paul Hall is here for All Things Entertainment, brought to you by Andrea's Steakhouse, Steak Sauce, and Salad Dressing. Some recommendations to take you in to the weekend and beyond. How are you, Mr. Paul Hall? Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. All those things. I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me back. And Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to everyone there. I'll tell you, it's been a wild year at the box office this year. And there's a lot of... You know, as as you look back at this time of year, you start to think, well, what happened? What really happened at the box office? Not just what the headlines are telling us. Well, what really did happen? I mean, from my standpoint, it was a huge, huge year for uh, Top Gun Maverick. There's no doubt. And I guess Avatar is closing out the year strong as well. Yeah, you know, and the big thing is, uh, the media is reporting, of course, that Avatar is about ready to top Top Gun Maverick at the box office. That is only worldwide, Mark, and it's it's hard to believe because we always talk domestic gross when we talk uh, most of our stuff here in the United States. We talk about what it's making here in the country. Right. Top Gun Maverick, a little over seven hundred and eighteen million dollars. Avatar is only three hundred and fifty-eight million domestically. So it is only number seven this year domestically, even though it's closing in on Top Gun as a worldwide. It's being received very much, a whole lot better when it comes to outside of our uh, our uh, borders here. Can I ask who likes it, Paul, at Sue? I mean, what country is really into Avatar? Do you know? <laughs> I, no, I don't have the country-by-country country breakdown, but it's it's odd that a film is that different that is this type of film. Usually you see those big gaps when it comes to like a comedy that doesn't translate to other cultures. Our, our humor is kind of centric around knowing the English language and English language type of humor. It doesn't translate into Chinese or Russian or Japanese, whatnot. Action films and big-budget films like this do. Now, the big difference between the two, of course, is Top Gun Maverick was a very American-centric title, whereas Avatar is very a, a, a right, very much right. a world-centric title. Yeah, the only thing they did in Top Gun Maverick is they, they didn't, and I guess I understand why they did it, they didn't really name the country that we were fighting, right? It wasn't like it was Iraq, Iran, oh, or something like that. They kept that very generic, which I think plays better in you know internationally because you just have it more fictionalized. But um, I, you know, we were talking about this. Sue Michaels here, he said he saw the Whitney Houston movie. Did you see Avatar? I Oh, Avatar, yeah, I did. No, Michael Langston. I, no, I have not. Um, I'm seeing it tomorrow morning. Okay, but you that's right, you are. So yeah. the reason I bring it up is because Sue and I both have no interest in this. Zero. You know, spending four hours of our life seeing Avatar. If you're going to spend time with it, spend it with the 3D version. And and, and I felt like I missed something. Are you doing 3D, Michael? 3D. I'm doing IMAX. Okay, well, that's, Ooh, that's good. Ooh, nice. Perfect. Yeah. All right, well, what are we going to talk about heading into the weekend? Well, you know, a lot of the things that are coming up new that are slowly uh, bleeding onto the streaming services. The new one from Noah Baumbach is showing up on Netflix as of today. You can stream this one. This is White Noise. <laughs> Saw it. 
I so disappointed in this movie. I wanted to like this movie, but go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no. Wait, what's it, it about? What's it about? I'll tell you. That's a good that's a good question, Mark. <laughs> what would you say it's about? I'm I'm curious because quite frankly, it's a, it's a movie that's almost like no, about nothing, almost like a Seinfeld in that this thing kind of plods along, bounces back and forth with Adam Driver as a main character who teaches the preeminent class on Hitlerism in America. I think it was in America. Yeah, yeah. He's a Hitler professor. And then there's this weird airborne toxic event, which is a great band, by the way, this uh, gas leak that happens near the town and it forces the whole family to evacuate. But it's a very valid question. What's this movie about? Because I have no idea. And here's what I said. Sue, this is the movie that I told you uh, two days ago. There is a new, and I should have had Michael pull this song. I'm actually going to start using it for a bump next week because I love the song. New song by LCD Sound System that is featured on the end credits of this movie, Paul. And it's a dance sequence. It's a great song, and all the cast members dance to this song. It's the best part of the movie. Oh, wow. So take the movie, fast forward to the end credit scene. Don't watch the movie. You'll waste your time. Watch the end credit dance scene. It's about six minutes. You'll love it. (laughs) All right. I think I I liked it more than that, but it's one of these movies that, Mark, you're going to have to ask me about it next week because, honestly, I need to process what I saw because I'm not sure how I felt about it. There are moments in this movie that made me laugh kind of uncomfortably. There are other moments in this movie that were just, you know, very much hit the point. There are other moments that just totally missed everything. And I sat there and I scratched my head and I said, man, these guys are better than this because I know Bombuck is much better than this, and as well as Driver and Greta Gerwig and everybody involved. Well, I, look, I'm a, I should I should go on the record as saying I am a huge fan of this director, Noel Baumbach, and I love, love, love Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig did a movie a few years ago, this goes back 10 years, called Francis Ha, that I think was maybe on both of our top 10 lists that yeah. she, um, you know, that, that she wrote with Noel Baumbach. I think they might even be, are they, you know, romantically involved? I'm not sure. But that's why I think this was just a little bit more of a disappointing movie. Now, having said that, maybe I've been a little too harsh on White Noise because I, I've seen far worse movies this year, but I... It's because the expectations were higher and because of your original question. It's kind of hard to dial down on what the movie's about because it takes a weird turn and it never really returns to uh, sanity. Yeah, and that's just it. You will come out of this movie scratching your head and not knowing what you saw. If you're okay with that and you want to dig into it and you want to let your brain go deeper into whatever you saw, go for it. Spend the two hours and 15 minutes or so with it. If you don't, um, you just pass it on Netflix. That's That started today for you to stream. I would recommend instead uh, go back and see the action series Jack Ryan, which is over on Amazon Prime. It's a series that does not uh, shy away from naming the enemies here, Mark, and that is uh, the Russians. And as Jack Ryan is over uh, over there trying to fight a new nuclear war, I, I tell you, John Krasinski, Wendell Pierce, these are guys that have done this now for a couple uh, couple series with this uh, this character. This is the third season over on Amazon Prime, eight episodes long. You could binge this this weekend and have one of the best experiences when it comes to an action thriller Ooh. type uh, series that you've seen in a long time. Okay, would you say that was on Prime? I think I saw that the a other night. Date. Okay, I'm gonna I'm writing that down, Paul. Eight episodes long. You got You got to stick with it. But uh, it it, uh, it definitely it feels ripped from the headlines, and that is something that we just love to to do. Uh, and I, I I found myself enjoying it. If you haven't seen the first two seasons, go back and see those as well. They're standalone, and you can watch those in and of themselves. Uh, oh, that's season one good. and season two. 
Um, so there's a lot of binging on Jack Ryan. That's that Tom Clancy character, and this is it's called Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan on the system too. If that's what you're looking you for, you know, I, I watched the first couple episodes of that. And I really liked it. I just kind of uh, something got distracting in my life, and I never went back to it. But I did think it was worthwhile for sure. So All that's, right, I'll that's try encouraging. That one. I want to throw you got. I got a couple things I want to throw in here this afternoon, yeah. Paul. But I want you to complete your thoughts on everything. You got some more things you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to go back because, like I said, at the end of the year, I go back here. Here's a question for you, and think about it for a second. As I was going back, going through the year in review, more or less, remember last year when we had award ceremonies, they came later because of COVID. So we didn't have – even the Critics' Choice Awards didn't hit until March. Do you remember what won Best Picture? I have no idea. Zero idea. Coda? No. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Well, the only yeah. thing we remember job, about Michael. the Oscars is Will Smith punched uh, that's Chris right. Rock. And by the way, that's a deserving Richard. picture, Coda. Oh, I loved it. It was so it. great. Yeah. No, Coda didn't win Best Picture. For like us. I said, it didn't terrible. for us. I can't believe it what didn't did, win. What did Critics' Choice do? Uh, the Power of the Dog, Mark. The oh, yeah, because a bunch of idiots in our group that Ugh. voted for that one. Because that movie sucked <laughs> who, ass. Who was in that? I don't even Wasn't that Benedict Cumberbatch in that one? I do like him. Yes. Oh, was it yeah. sad and weird? Yes. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what you have to be to win. Do you remember who won Best Actress? I do uh, not. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Which she was oh, great in. Oh, was she? I yeah, didn't see that. She was great in that movie. Troy Kutzer won for Coda last year, and, and, and this is how long ago it feels like Ariana DeBose won for West Side Story. It seems like some of those movies are eons away because of obviously the way the world goes and and you kind of forget where you are on a lot of things so that was last year now the question is will this year's winners be more or less memorable well i'll tell you if it's something like top gun maverick it'll probably be more if it's something like oh i don't know some of the other titles a little further down if white noise wins for instance you, you may forget it by then have you um here's my questions michael i want to know from you too i was watching boy amazon's got these thursday night games and they promote the crap yeah, out of their do. shows which is yes. one of the reasons that they wanted to do it and paul you know this they were promoting jack ryan like crazy last night but i really want to watch this Dion sanders documentary <gasps> because i find him when does fascinating that come out? it's, yes, on, it's yes. on prime right now paul have you seen it or not i have not seen coach prime this looks like something that uh gonna take you behind the scenes with uh, one of the most iconic oh. uh, sports figures i think it just came out yesterday oh it I think did it, i think it's oh. now and out. i assume yeah. it, co- it covers his last coaching job not his new one in jackson colorado state. it's right. jackson state but i've seen you see and i didn't even know this was in the works but i had seen there was a video maybe it was to promote the movie that had sort of leaked out of this motivational speech that dion gave to his players at jackson state yes yeah i think people glommed onto and were like yeah that's what we want to hear which is one of the reasons i think he was you know favored to get the um and did get the colorado job but that that seems like an interesting show and then finally, um, on the recommendation, the strong recommendation of our friend Jake Baumgartner from here in the building, who works now on um, Y98, I finally started, and there was no reason that I didn't do this outside of just kind of putting it off, Andor on Disney Plus, uh, Paul. Fantastic. I thought, <laughs> it, it, I mean, and this, this is, I made this case about Rogue One when Rogue One came out. I think Rogue One is the movie that if you've never seen a Star Wars movie, it doesn't matter. You go, you no, see Rogue yeah. One. That's just a good, solid movie. Same thing with this show. I think people, you know, could go into this Andor series, which is um, starring Diego Luna, who plays Cassie and Andor. It's the backstory of this character and how he uh, basically got uh, eliminated from his planet because of a, a, I guess you can say, an airborne toxic event in and of itself. <laughs> I'm through three, ser- three. Uh, 
episodes, Stellan Starsgard is outstanding. Huh. I love this show. I think, and it's not an hour show. It's anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes. Exceptionally well executed. So I give that a hearty, Are you hearty recommendation. Andor, A-N-D-O-R? A-N-D-O-R, and which is the character's it? name. It's on Disney. Okay. Disney Plus. Yeah, it's the prequel it. to Rogue One. Oh, okay. Yeah. Essentially. It's the backstory to Rogue One. Okay. My daughter's a big Star Wars junkie, so of course we checked that out as soon as it was made available to us. I love it. I think it's really good. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, and it's it's alongside of all the Star. Speaking of Star Wars, if that's something you want to binge, if you're a Star Wars fan, Disney Plus is the place to be. You can see Rogue One and or uh, Obi Wan, the whole thing, uh, as well as all of the different movies throughout the franchise are up on Disney Plus now. So you can uh, you can definitely find a Star Wars fan to make happy over the new year. Awesome. Anything else you want to toss in, Paul? Tell folks where they can find your reviews. You'll find him at CommonGuy.com. Last thing I'll mention before I run, Ric Flair documentary for wrestling fans out Ooh, there. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Michael's going to love that. Oh, yeah. my You've got to check this one out and say, woo, with everybody no, else. please don't. Because I then, don't, every time don't. I hear that, I'm I just think gonna... of those idiots at the baseball games that do it, like in Pittsburgh, PNC Park in particular. Oh, hey, dear. Michael, I think I get confused because I'm easily confused. Sometimes I forget if we talked about things on the air or off the air. But Michael had seen the Whitney Houston movie last night, Paul, and thought, well, give your review. Well, uh, I, here's what I will say. First of all, the experience in the theater itself was kind of bleh. I mean, there were a lot of people talking in the theater, a oh, lot of boy. people on their phones. And but this was also, at Ronnie's, which typically would not. It doesn't. Yeah. No, and that's my that's my hometown theater, right. and I'll, I'm going to Ronnie's again tonight. Um, but I noticed with the Whitney Houston movie, it felt as though they gave a lot of loving care to about the first half, and that once they got past her singing the national anthem, it felt like they just kind of ran out, and they were like, "We still have another hour of movie to go. What do we do?" And it, it just kind of felt like it was flopping after that. It was big and beautiful and that you had your grand finale. And then after that, it's like you're not doing a good job of taking care of all of the really bad things that happened in her life. Her abusive relationship with her husband, her drug abuse, trying to get over everything, her debt with her father. They didn't handle it very well. It felt like they had a really good first half of the movie. And then the second half, they just didn't really care. <laughs> What did you think, Paul? Did you see that one? Is that what you thought pretty much? That one didn't show for us, and quite frankly, I didn't have enough uh, courage to go back for yeah. the two and a half hours mm-hmm. that it was to see it. Two and uh, a half hours. See it on my own. Yeah, two and a half hours is, I think it's 238 was the run on that, which I I don't have that much of an interest in Whitney Houston. I'll tell you one I do have. We'll talk about it next week, Mark. A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Oh, I love this. Good. You know what? I was hoping that that was going to be. It looks like it, it's it a classic Tom Hanks movie. So, yeah, I look forward to talking about that. Paul, thank you. Happy New Year. Thanks for everything here in uh, 2022. Common Guy Films at CommonGuy.com. I appreciate it, Paul Hall. Thank you very much. Take care, my friend. All right, take care. Every Monday and Friday afternoon, we visit with Frank Cusimano, Sports Director, KSDK, our final visit of 2022. Happy New Year, Frank. How are you this afternoon? Great to be with you, Mark. I'm doing well. Hope you're well, too. Well, I'm extremely well after that basketball game a couple of nights ago. Holy smokes. All of a sudden now, Mizzou's getting some attention. Dick Vitale sends out a shout-out to Coach Gates. That was pretty impressive. The KU debacle aside, this has been a really great start for Mizzou Tiger basketball. I'm telling you, the guy has not done anything wrong. I'm talking about Dennis Gates. And, Mark, it's a really unique way they're putting it together. This year, It's if you want to play basketball for Mizzou, you have to be 22 years or older, and you have to have 1,000 points on your resume and at least two schools, <laughs> three. And 
the way he's done it, too, is to get all these guys on the same wavelength so quickly. Now, it also helps his best recruitment was convincing Kobe Brown to stay after he put his name in the portal because this guy is insane, 61 points in the last two games. And I don't know if you saw this incredible stat, but, Mark, he is only the third player in the last 25 years to have back-to-back 30-point games in victories over top 25 teams. He's crazy good right now. It's insane, and and it's awesome, and it's fun, and you can see this is what I love. And, you know, as someone, Mizzou basketball is near and dear to my heart. And, Frank, I I think you know this. I spent 10 years with Coach Stewart on the press table when I was in Columbia, saw some great, great teams in the era of the late 80s and and 90s and into the late 90s. But it's been a mess. We we know that. We've seen some pretty good starts, even with with, uh, some of the more recent coaches, including Kim Anderson, maybe a victory in November or December, then it's completely fallen apart. But these kids are smiling. They're having a good time. Maybe it's because of that maturity level. They all look like they're about 35 years old. I'm not so sure they're not into their 30s. But this is a lot of fun. And Look what happened with LSU. They beat Arkansas. All these teams, there's 10 teams in the SEC that are really good right now. Yeah, and because of the way they played, getting out of the gates with this glitzy record, Mark, if you can just hold serve at home, you're in the NCAA or have a near 500 record in the SEC, you're in because of this 13-1 and start. It's crazy. Well, I, I, this is a team, if they keep it up, they could be, you know, you could be looking at a three or a four seed, although there's a lot of competition at the top of the SEC. Uh, let's talk about the Blues because little hit or miss. They had a good road trip. They come back last night at home, and they take down the Blackhawks. A great, great start to the homestand here. Yeah, a little sluggish against a really bad Blackhawk team. But the bottom line is you had to have two points. You have to beat the worst team in hockey at home and get your two points, and they did that. They'll be tested on Saturday with the Minnesota Wild. I went to practice today. Vladimir Tarasenko is still not uh, at practice. He has some, some kind of illness. They need all their weapons. Here's one interesting angle with the Blues is they have this guy named Kelly Rosen who is a lightly regarded defenseman. He's kind of been up and down between the minor leagues and the NHL. And the Blues have to play him now because of the injury to Tory Krug. Well, he's got a point in each of his last three games, and he's really skilled. He's a plus 10 on the year. You know, to make the postseason and have a special season, you have to get good production out of unexpected sources. And Kelly Rosen is very unexpected playing this well. Uh, what else we got going into the weekend? Big NFL weekend, obviously. We got the college football championships, and those games tomorrow could be interesting. I don't know what your thoughts are on who might end up in the final on Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm a week I from Monday, I guess. They're gonna, yeah, the following week. Uh, I don't think it's going to be close. I mean, I think that Georgia is going to manhandle Ohio State, and I think Michigan is going to be too much for uh, TCU. My only question is can Michigan play with Georgia? I mean, Georgia has done all this great recruiting for the last four or five years. Even though they lost like nine guys to the NFL draft, they're still trotting out 25-year-old Stetson Bennett at quarterback. They have the best tight end in football. So um, I don't know if Michigan will be able to play for them, but I think that's who we're going to see in the national championship game. You got anything special coming up on Sports Plus this weekend? Well, we're going to look at the 10 sports figures to watch in 2023. And I think the most intriguing one is going to be the president of the Blues, Doug Armstrong, on what he does at the trade deadline, Mark. Because if you don't think you're going to make the playoffs, or if you think you're going to make it but just have no chance of winning, then at the trade deadline, March 3rd, you have to think about the future of the franchise 
and that would be the possibility of trading Tarasenko, O'Reilly, and Barbashev. I hope they're playing so well that that thought doesn't come into Doug Armstrong's head, but he is going to be one of the figures to watch in 2023, no doubt about it. Is, did I see something online today? Is Tarasenko uh, sick right now? He is. He has an illness. It's not an injury. I don't know what it is. I, I don't. They haven't said it's COVID or if it's the flu or anything like that, but he just hasn't been in practice for about three days now. Awesome. All right, Frank, listen, happy new year to you. We will not, I will not be here. Sue will not be here on Monday. So I don't know if we're going to talk to you on Monday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon, if you'll be here with the fill-in game, but have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thank you, sir. All happy right. Take new year. care. Yeah. Happy new year to you. Frank Cusimano with us from channel five here on a Friday afternoon on 97.1 FM talk. When I was doing a little surfing here during that segment, because I was trying to look up something that we were talking about, I noticed that there was a new story on STL today that, that caught my attention. Um, I don't know if you've seen this search underway after a man goes missing while ice surfing on the Missouri river. I heard about this this morning. It's and, and he apparently waved to people while he was on the river saying, I've done this before and then well, disappeared. Okay, I you know, so it says a man remained missing after he disappeared earlier this week while floating on chunks of ice in the Missouri River. Aaron Dunkey, 34, of Washington, or Washington, as uh, some would say, uh, was last heard at about three th- heard from 3:30 p.m. Tuesday. His brother Curtis Dunkey told the Post Dispatch. Uh, post about his disappearance had been shared 1,700 times on Facebook. It sounds like that's not going to end well, right? Yeah, I, d- I don't think so. And I don't, that's probably not a good hobby to have. Yeah, the story says that officers found him on the water, spoke with him. Uh, they said that Dunkey told police he was fine, that he had done this before. The lieutenant said floating on the ice in the river is not illegal, so they did not stop him. The officer said, I've been here for 30 years. I've not seen this activity. Now, I did some Googling, and I did find some groups out there that do this type of thing, but it's not well known, and it's extremely dangerous. Those icebergs can break apart when they hit one another or a wing dam, which uh, I guess he started northeast of Washington. Oh. He planned to stop at Hinkley Bend in St. John's Township between Washington and Labadee. Um, officer says later that evening is when people said he didn't arrive at his destination. Um his cell phone data was well outside the department's jurisdiction. Oh, I guess they're not looking at that right now. They'd have to get the feds involved or something. Oh, my goodness. But that, that's like, it just I doesn't know. seem like a really good idea. No, it doesn't. <laughs> right? By the way, the Australian Open starts on January the 15th. Oh, I can't wait for that. I can't either. I can't wait. All right, we I got a few it. more things here to do before we wrap up the final show of 2022. And we uh, we did a rare live hour this week. That was a little jarring for the host it because was, we've been doing some was. we've been doing some best ofs. And I do have look, <laughs> one of our favorite things that we do here on this show, and I love to give him credit because it was his idea. George Gray, who's on the Price Is Right with Drew Carey, um, he's become a dear friend. I've known him for a long time. He's got St. Louis connections. Typically around the holidays, him. he's here, but he's in Arizona because he's smart and it's cold here. Uh-huh. So he's with his mom, who lives here. In, um, in Tucson right now. But George said two years ago when I was coming over here to 97.1, hey, let's do this um, Price is Wrong. He'd been a guest on my show for years. Anytime he's in town, we love to hang out. We, you know, we became friends, started going to baseball games. I've visited him out in California as well. But he said, let's do the Price is Wrong, Mark. And uh, we'll pull some items from eBay or I guess Craig's we do Craigslist list. right now. And George has fun with it. We have fun with it. So we have a legendary edition of The Price is Wrong from July that's coming up. My friend Jessica Radloff as well. We'll see if we can fit her in. She did that great book on the uh, Big Bang Theory, which came out just a couple of months ago, was in town for the Jewish Book Fair. Jess is a dear friend as well. J-Rad, as we call her, one of the most connected St. Louis people in all of Hollywood, which is why the producers and the cast members of The Big Bang Theory trusted her to do the, um, what do they call that thing? It's the... 
I would oral help history. You. Oh yeah, oral history. Go. Yeah, because yeah. what she and it's like a five hundred page book where she has all of the characters sharing stories, being quoted, um, some unique things that happened. Yeah, that's on really that cool. particular show. So there you go. We still have one more hour, and I have an audio cut of the day, which uh, if you haven't heard, we'll get you caught up here on Fox. There's been an arrest in connection with the Idaho murders. There was a news conference earlier. You'll see some details coming up here on Fox News in a moment. talk.com Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.